We welcome you to the Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilea Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. Right, let's learn the word. 2 Corinthians 1, let's see verse 20. For all the promises of God are yea, for all the bones of God are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. 21. Now he which established us with you in Christ and anointed us is God, who had also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Verse 23, Moreover, I called God for a record upon my soul that to spare you, I came not as yet unto Corinth. 24, Not for that we have dominion over your faith, but a helpers of your joy. For by faith, ye stand. Hallelujah. Let's go back to verse 20. So, Paul writing to the church at Corinth, he lets them see that all the promises of God, they are yea and in him, amen. Are you following me, everybody? Yes, I will need your attention. All the promises of God, they are yea. If, if you follow me well, you will not lose me at all. Hallelujah. So, he says, all the promises of God, they are in him. Take note of that word. In him, yes. And in him, amen. Unto the glory of God by us. Now, the word yes there means amen also too. Are you following me, everybody? So all the promises of God, they are yes and they are amen. That means they are amen and they are amen. Are you following me, everybody? Now, and that word amen means surely it's fulfilled. Okay? So, what is Paul telling them now? He says all the promises of God are in him. Take note of that word in him. Because you see, that's one of the strongest words Paul uses a lot in his writings. In him, in Christ, in the spirit. Are you following everybody? Yes, Pastor, I've given me a topic of living by the spirit. So I'm going to do my very best to do justice to it. God helping us. Hallelujah. So Paul says the promises of God, they are in Christ. Yes, that means they are fulfilled in Christ. And in him, yes, that means they are fulfilled. Are you following me? Good. The question will be, what is the promises? Because he said, all the promises. So would all the promises be cars, house, money? No. He says, all the promises of God. Take note, it is God's promise. Are you following me, church? Good. It is God's promise. So all the promises of God, they are yes in Christ and they are amen in Christ. Now, that word promises there is actually supposed to be singular, okay? Because in the Greek, it means something or one thing that was repeatedly said several times. Are you following me? So it's not many promises, but just one promise, but was said much more than one time. Hallelujah. Hebrews 1 makes us see that clearer. Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. He said, Who had sundry times and in diverse manner spoken unto the fathers by the prophets, but now speaks to us by his son Jesus. That means there's something God has been saying over time. And the Bible calls it the promise of God. Amen. amen. Come on, amen. amen. 
Good. So he said the promises or the promise of God, they are fulfilled in Christ. That means that the coming of Christ was the fulfillment of the promise of God. Hallelujah. Or better put, we can say that Christ himself is the fulfillment of the promise of God. Amen. Good. Oh, pastor, your church is amazing. <laughs> hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Good. Now, it's important for us to know something here. I usually like saying to my assembly, and I tell them that the proof of Jesus' resurrection is not an empty grave. It's not an empty tomb. That the tomb is empty is no news to us. Hallelujah. That's not where our joy is. You know, because there were rumors that his body was stolen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Luke 24 from verse 18 down to 24. So there were rumors that his body was stolen. You know, he met those two disciples on the way to a mouse. And then he tells them, he, he just came into their midst and they were telling Jesus about Jesus. And they told Jesus, have you not heard what's going on in Jerusalem? Okay. How that Jesus, who was a prophet, mighty in deeds and words. Oh, that there are people of our company who even we heard them say they saw a vision of angels, but actually they really didn't see a vision of angels. Are you following me, everybody? But what are we saying first of all is that the proof of the resurrection of Jesus is not an empty grave. Hallelujah. But his ascension into our hearts. Amen. Are you following everybody? That means how we know Jesus has risen again from the dead is not to go to Jerusalem to see the empty grave. Okay? It's not to have JP along with your name. No. Hallelujah. It's a reality within. Amen. Are you following me? Look at verse 21. We are, we are mounting up. I like the statement. Look at verse 21. He says, Now he which established us with you in Christ had anointed us is God and had also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our heart. So he said, He had sealed us. That word there, sealed, means to place an eternal stamp on something, to place an eternal security on something. Hallelujah. You know, the gospel is so beautiful because in having Jesus, there is a condition. You cannot perish. Amen. Hallelujah. You cannot perish. So it says, he has sealed us. Ephesians 1.13, the Bible lets us see that having believed the gospel, Hallelujah. He had given us his spirit. He has seen in whom ye also trust him. After that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that ye promise. So he says here in 2 Corinthians um, 1 verse 21, 22, he says, He had sealed us and given the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. The word earnest there means a proof. Hallelujah. So he says that, how do we know that the promise of God is fulfilled? He gave us the proof of the Spirit. Now, if I say I'm giving you the gift of this water, are you following everybody? Now, what is the gift? The water. Come on. Are we together? So, that means the word gift just qualifies that word water in the sense that you don't buy it. It's free. So, 
If God says, or Paul, by revelation, speaking from God's mouth, says that he has given us the proof of the Spirit, that means the Spirit is the proof. Come on. The Spirit is the proof. Hallelujah. Are you following everybody? Now, let's see where those promises, because of course, uh, Pastor would have taught us several times that, you see, the Old Testament is not different from the New Testament writings. You know, it's been the same thing God has been saying over and over again. Hallelujah. So you see, the gospel is not new to us. Amen. It's not new to our generation. This is the young people. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Jesus preached it. Even in his incarnation. That's why in Luke 24, verse 44, he tells them, These are the words that I spoke while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which was written in the law of Moses, in the Psalms, and in the prophets, concerning me. Hallelujah. Earlier on, he told them that he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. This is the very same thing we are still doing today. Are you following everybody? Now, if we say that all of God's promise is fulfilled in Christ, it will be important for us to trace back to these prophets and let's see what exactly was this promise. Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36 from verse 26. We're going to read together. Thank God for screen everywhere. Ezekiel 36 from verse 26. Ezekiel 36. Are we there? Verse 26. Oh, should I follow my Bible? All right. Are we there, everybody? Okay, let's read together. I want to go. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of you. Now, first of all, before we continue, pay attention to the phrase, I will. Okay? So, you don't have any path. This is God speaking here. So, God says, I will. Continue, within you. And I will take away the stony heart of flesh. Okay? And I will give you an heart of flesh. Continue, please, 27. And I will put my spirit. Let's be together now. And I will put my spirit within you. Who will put his spirit? God. Hallelujah. I will put my spirit within you. Okay, continue. And cause you to walk in my statuses. And ye shall keep my judgment and do them. 28. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. And ye shall be my people. And I will be your God. Do you see that word? I will, right? 29. I will save you from all your uncleanness. Are you following everybody? So you will not clean yourself. He will save you from your uncleanness. Of course, this goes the same thing with what Paul talks about Jesus in Ephesians chapter 5. He's the one that presents the church to himself. Hallelujah. Without spot, no wrinkle. Why? You're going to see. Draw to. Let's go to draw to. So notice what I will. He says, I will put my spirit within you. Draw to verse 28. I'm going to have to be a little bit faster now. Joel 2 verse 28. Okay, let's read together. I want to go. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Now, that's okay. All right. He says, I will pour out my spirit. Do you see that? Ezekiel 36 says, I will put my spirit within you. Joel 2 28 says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. How many flesh? All. So God does not select. Hallelujah. How many flesh? All. In fact, he now went further to say, even on maid servants. That's a very strong word. Because a servant does not have a lineage. A servant does not have a father. 
Are you following me? When they, in those days, when they buy a servant, he loses his name, he loses everything. God said, I'm going to be so generous to even those kind of persons. Amen. He doesn't withhold his spirit. So if you follow Ezekiel, Joel, we are seeing one promise repeated many times. Is that true, everybody? What is that promise? I will put my spirit. Are we together, everybody? Let's see Isaiah 44, verse 3. Oh, glory to God. Isaiah 44, verse 3. All right. He says, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. I will pour water. Don't forget again, I will. I will pour water. So take note of that word water. I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and the floods continue. Upon the dry ground, I will put my spirit upon thy seed. So when he says, I will pour water, he talks about he will pour the spirit. Now, it's important to see something here because it's important when you're looking at God's word, you understand the tenses, the phrases, and how they write. Are you following everybody? It means that I usually say God's dictionary is different from man's dictionary. So, when God calls wine, you must know he's not talking of liquor. He's referring to something. Hallelujah. So, in John 2, when Jesus wanted to make new wine, and he, 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 they, they bought water and then after that wine came and then he talks about later on in that John 2 from verse 14 down to 16 he talks about him being the temple of God and Paul now comes in Ephesians 5 and even before that if you look at Acts 2 when the people just got saved and they got put in the Holy Ghost observe how they likened their demonstrations these guys are drunk with new wine Jesus earlier on I told them, you cannot put a new wine in an old wine skin. He's not talking about a beverage company or how to make wine. Are you following everybody? Paul now comes in Ephesians 5, 18. He said, be not drunk with wine we are in essence. He said, but be filled with the spirit. So he calls wine, he calls the spirit. Are we together? Now, we are seeing Isaiah uses the word water. He uses the word the spirit. What exactly is he talking about? Let's see Isaiah 12. Go back to Isaiah 12, verse 3. Right. Oh, glory to Jesus. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. So he refers to salvation. He refers to withdrawing water out of the wells. John 3. John 3, verse 1. I love John a lot. John 3, verse 1. So Nicodemus came to Jesus at nine and said, Master, we know that you are a teacher sent from God, for no man can do the things, John 3, verse 1, for no man can do the things that you do except God be with him. Look at Jesus' statement to Nicodemus, verse 3. Look at verse 3. He says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So he says, the only way you can see the kingdom of God is to be born again. Now, Nicodemus, as a carnal man, is expected he will respond that way. Verse 4, he says, oh, are you trying to say I'm going to go back to my mother's womb, you know, to be given birth for the second time? Jesus now says in verse 5, let's see verse 5. He says, Jesus answered and said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Are we together? So it says, the only way you can see the kingdom of God is to be born again. He says, the only way you can enter is to be born of water and of the spirit. 
the question is you see many a times why do we have to sometimes look at the greek and hebrew rendering you know many times to get the exact words I wish to get everybody so you know the actual word that's been said. Now, that word born again, using verse 3, is from the word Jinao Anoten. What does it mean? It means that word Jinao means to be born. Okay? Again is the word Anoten. Actually, that word again does not mean a second time, it means from above. That's the same word James used in James 1, verse 17, when he says he's the father of lights. Hallelujah. Look at James 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. That word from above is the word again. Are you following everybody? So when he says, except the man be born again, what is he saying? Except the man be born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That, what is he saying? That means the only way you can see his kingdom is that someone from above must be responsible for your parentage. Are we together? Good. So, how will somebody from above be responsible for your parentage? He said, you must be born of water and of the Spirit. Now, if you have a hard copy Bible, you realize that word of there was italized. Right? That means, come on, are we together? You may not sit here, but you should sit in your hard copy Bible. Of, italized. Meaning, it was added by these translators. Now, the aim was not to confuse. Hallelujah. So, if we take away that of, thunder won't strike. So, it means, except a man be born of water and the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of God hallelujah and there are times in the scriptures that that word and is not used to separate but to add both statements yeah. it's the word cry which means wishes or that is so what was Jesus saying to Nicodemus except a man be born of water that is the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of God are you following everybody? Don't forget, this is the promise that God has been saying over time. Isaiah 12, 3. Isaiah 44, 3. Hallelujah. Joel 2, 28. Ezekiel 36, the very same thing. Are we together, everybody? The very same. That means it's, we can see from the scriptures how Jesus uses water to typify the spirit. Come on, amen. Now, John's writing is so beautiful. Now, if you go a little bit down the next chapter to John 4, the Bible, John in his characteristic manner, wrote about a story that happened between Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Are you following me? You could go to John 4. I may not read there because of time. So, in John 4, Jesus got there and he needed to drink water. He was naturally tasty. Come on, amen. Good. We got there and then the Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said, give me water to drink. That's the consciousness of a soul winner. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, I want to go there. He says, give me water to drink. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that they ask of me to drink of me, which I'm a woman of Samaria for the Jews? Oh, you're faster than me. Can you go back a little bit? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Okay, go to verse 10 now. Verse 10, he says, Jesus answered, now follow Jesus' word. Jesus answered and said unto her. Now, they are talking about physical water. Come on, right? Look at Jesus' response. He said, if thou knowest the gift of God. Now, not a gift, though, the gift. Hallelujah. That's the word, Doron. The gift of God. And who it is that said to thee, give me, thou, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of me, and he would give you what? Living water. 
Are you following me? Now, if you follow the story later on, he now tells the woman that you see this water will be in you that will spring up to everlasting life. Come on, amen. He said, if you drink of this water, you will never thirst again. Hallelujah. The water will be in you unto everlasting life. So John 3, John 4, we see how he uses water to talk about the spirit or everlasting life. Are you following everybody? We'll get it much better. Look at John 7 now. John 7, verse 37. So don't forget we are looking at the promise of God as him giving the spirit. Now look at John 7, 37. He says, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man test, let him come unto me. Continue. And drink. Continue. Verse 38. He said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture had said. Now notice he said, as the scripture had said. That means he's quoting from the Old Testament writings. What did he say next? Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I usually say, this is not a scripture to get somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. You are praying for them. They say, out of your belly we flow rivers of living water. No, it's not your belly. It's Christ's belly. Amen? Uh -uh, you don't like that. <laughs> it's the scripture. He says, as the scripture had said, Deuteronomy 18, 15, as scripture had said, out of his belly, please say, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, Jesus does not leave us with questions in our hearts. Look at verse 39. 39, he says, but this he spake. Why did he say, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water? He said, but this he spake, or but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost. So you see, what he refers to as water is the Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost. Okay? He said, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. That means that the Spirit is given upon the glorification of Jesus. So when he said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. The belly was Christ's belly. The water is the Spirit. What is the belly? The glorification of Jesus, which would be his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Are you following me, everybody? So the belly there will be Christ's belly. Are we together, everybody? Come on, are we together, everybody? That's why the believers, we are called Adelphos. Brethren. People who come from the same womb. Are you following me? We are all giving birth, though, the same way. The same belly. The same womb. The same proof the spirit are you following me yes, one promise repeated several times let's see david in his writing psalm 110 verse 1 i love this psalm 110 verse 1 now can we read together once go the lord said unto my lord sit down at my right hand until i make thy enemies thy footstool so, this is David giving a prophecy, yeah. And of course, David as a prophet who gave all transits about Christ. He says, the Lord said unto my Lord, he says, sit down at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. The question will be, what is the right hand? <laughs> because you hear people, you know, they would, they would sleep and they would come up with visions that they saw God. And they saw Jesus at the right hand. And some persons may see the Holy Ghost. <laughs> some persons may see angel. 
Some persons may even see devil close to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they will say, devil is telling God, you see all these your children, just end the world. <laughs> and Jesus will not come and beg. Jesus, no, no, is it Jesus that begs? No, it's the Holy Ghost that, that stirs God up. Then God will say, look, God, just finish all of them. Finish all of them. <laughs> then Jesus will not come and beg. Please, because of my blood. <laughs> you know, no. Hallelujah. Those, those are nightmares. They're not visions. Amen. <laughs> you know, which can either be caused by malaria or just something else. <laughs> Amen. So it says, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit at my right hand. The question will be, what is that right hand? Now that word right hand, I, I don't want to say so much Greek. It's from the word desios. It means all authority has been given to one person. Come on. All authority has been given to one person. That means if you look at the throne, you won't see three thrones. You will see one. Yeah. And you will see one man sitting on that throne. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came and said, All authority has been given to me. Amen. He says, Go yet therefore and make disciples of all nations. So I says, In the right hand, you will not see many thrones. You will see one throne. Because the right hand is not a physical location. Yes. Hallelujah. It's a status. Yes. It's a position. Yes. What position is that? Mark 16. Mark 16, 15. Let's see that position. Mark 16, verse 15. He says, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be then. Verse 17. And these signs... Now, don't forget in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, which is the same thing as Mark 16, 15 down to 20 in both of their writings. Are you following everybody? They say the same thing. Jesus says in Matthew 28, 18, all authority has been given to me. Mark goes further for us to see what is that authority. And of course, you realize that that word authority there, because it's upon Jesus' resurrection, is dunamis, not exosia. Okay. Because two words are used to describe power in the Bible. Exosia, dunamis. Exosia is, it is delegated to you. You can lose it. Okay? It can be taken from you. Are you following me? We will see that much more again. But dunamis means, it's not just given to you. It's your legal right. You cannot lose it. Are you following me? We'll get it. Are you following me? So it says, all authority has been given to me. Then in Mark 16, 17, he said, these are the signs that follow. That means that the, at the right hand, there are signs you will see when a man is in that right hand. Come on, amen. amen. What is that sign? He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Pastors, no. Did you see pastors there? No. Mm -mm. He said, them that believe. So that means the moment you believe in Jesus... These are the signs that follow. It says, in my name shall they cast out devils. So you see number one, authority over the work of the devil. At salvation, not after fasting. At salvation. Are you following me? At salvation, he says, you have authority over the devil. He says, they shall speak with new tongues. Authority with God. Hallelujah. 
continue. He says, they shall take up serpents. That was serpent that means the oppressions of the devil. They shall take up the oppressions of the devil. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. This is Jesus' promise. If you look at your Bible very well, it's written in red. Hallelujah. That means the believer is not the one that walks and says, Oh, I went to Soria, I drink poison, he not died. Are you okay? Can you see the word? He says, they will, if they take any deadly thing, <laughs> we will see it. If they take any deadly thing, it shall by no means of them. They will trample upon the oppressions of serpents. It will hurt them. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that means you can't come to there and say, ah, I went to the village. I just passed here and yeah, I came back, my leg is paining me. It's like I've mashed poison. Mash what? Poison? Ah. No. It doesn't work in our lineage. Mm -mm. No. That's not how we are prayed. Are you following me? My prophet will say, we are, you know, we are not the kind of men that our mothers, when I say, pray, you know, you can just be anywhere, anything can just happen. Eh? You, careful, software, you walk, fly bullet, fly bullet. Me, fly bullet. No, it doesn't work with our lineage. Hallelujah. He now says, they shall lay hands on the sick. There's only one thing you will see. The sick would recover. Not debatable. No. Ah, are you feeling better now? Okay, maybe should we pray again? No. They shall lay hands on the sick. It's only one thing you will see. The sick would recover. He didn't classify the sickness. Cancer. Malaria. Typhoid. Ah. Jesus handled sickness the same way. <laughs> Sometimes when I teach on healing, I'm very particular because I'm a medical professional. <laughs> so I'm very... But yeah, he handled sickness the same way. He got to Peter's mother-in-law's house. He saw her sick of typhoid fever. He casted out the demon. <laughs> Amen. He saw a lady, Luke 13, 13, who was bent over. Hallelujah. Medical science, we call it arthritis. We want arthritis. Hey, spondylitis. They will call it all their names. Jesus said, this is the devil. <laughs> he treated it the same way. Hallelujah. He saw another one who was sick of palsy, epilepsy. The same attitude. Amen. Amen. Are we together, everybody? Yes, so, you meet malaria. You will lay hands on the sick. And the sick will what? Because you meet HIV, you will do what? You will lay hands on the sick, and the sick will what? I, I talk to me, the sick will what? We just sang, we believe his word, though. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you following me, everybody? You lay hands on the sick, and the sick would be. He didn't classify the sickness. If you are in the medical profession, you will realize that Qatar virus is stronger than HIV virus. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so his name and hyping. <laughs> ah, you can use flame 
to kill a kata virus. But you can use foundation virus. The witch virus is one of the weakest virus ever. Are you following everybody? So you see, HIV and kata is even easier to heal HIV than kata virus. <laughs> Jesus did not classify. He says, if you see any sickness, there's just one thing that will happen to the sickness. The sick man will recover. Why? At the right hand is a position of power. Are we together? The right hand is a position of power. Where is this power? Ephesians 1, 19. Let's see. Ephesians 1, 19. Are we there? Ephesians 1, 19. Are we together, everybody? Ephesians 1, 19. Look. Oh, oh, oh. Glory, glory to Jesus. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ephesians 1, verse 19. He says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Look at the adjectives Paul used to describe the power in the believer. He says, exceeding. He says, greatness. Continue. He says, working. Continue. He says, mighty power. Four adjectives to describe the power in you because you are at the right hand. He says, it's exceeding. It's great. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is working. It's a mighty power. Are you following everybody? Now, you may not get it well until you look at the Greek words. That word exceeding is from the word law. It means to throw beyond the tower. You know what it means? You want to kill an ant, you bring a sledgehammer. You can't compare. It is beyond the tower. He says this power in the believer at the right hand is exceeding. It's beyond the tower. Amen. He says it is great. Megatos. Something that has magnitude. <laughs> Are we together? Do you know what megatos means? It means it's a power that displaces another power. Yeah, that means whenever this power in the believer collides with another power, the lesser power will always bow. Yeah. Eh? Sicknesses of the devil, <laughs> when God's power meets with the devil's power, one power must bow now. Hallelujah. It means when it collides, there's an explosion. You see, the magnitude is big, strong. It says it's beyond the thought. It has magnitude. He now says it is working. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, who uh, sang onaga? It is work. It's working. You know the word working means energy. It has reverberating effects. It will work today. It will work tomorrow. It will work next tomorrow. It will work ten years. It's still working. Energy. It says it's a mighty power. Four adjectives. Just to describe the power in the believer. Don't forget I said, at the right hand is a position of power. Hallelujah. Are we together, everybody? The question is, what is the right hand? Or where is the right hand? Let's see. Philippians 2. Ho, ho, ho. Philippians 2, verse 8 to 10. Are you following me? 
and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, verse 9, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, verse 9. Wherefore, God also had highly exalted him, you see, and given him a name. Don't forget I said, the word right hand is a status. A position. Are you following me, everybody? He had given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. So that means the right hand is where Christ is. Are we together? The right hand is where Christ is. Ephesians 2. <laughs> Verse 5. My God. Ephesians 6. Sorry, Ephesians 2. Verse 5. Okay. Uh, we are going to read this together. We're going to read from verse 5 down to verse 7. All right. Can we read together? One to go. Even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace, yeah. So it says we are quickened with who? With Christ. Verse 6. Okay, so go back. To, okay, come, okay, verse 6. Let's read together. One to go. And had raised us up together. Now, we were quickened with him. We were raised up when? Come on. Who we are raised up when? Yeah. One did not confess to. <laughs> Who we are raised up together. He said, had made us what? Sit together. Okay? Come on, are you following me? Yes, we are raised up together. We are sitting together. So, the right hand is where Christ is. Where Christ is, is where we are. That means, the right hand it's not just where Christ is. Yeah, good is where Christ dwells. The question will be, where does Christ dwell in you? That means the right hand of God today is the believer with the Spirit. Are you following everybody? The believer is God's right hand. <laughs> the believer is God's right hand. Where he is, that's where we are. Hallelujah. That's where we are. He says, in the heavenly, in Christ Jesus. What places there will be utilized? In the heavenlies, in Christ. Ah, let's not go into heavens now. In the heavenlies, in Christ. So, the right hand is where Christ is. And that's where the believer is. Are you following me? That's why Jesus would boldly say in John 14, verse 2, he says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. See that where I am, there you will be also. Amen. My father's house. The word house there means family. In my father's family, there are many mansions. That's the word money. It doesn't mean a big mansion. It means a dwelling place. <laughs> Are we together? Are we together? The word that mansion you see there, it doesn't mean buildings. It means a dwelling place, Monet. So in my father's oikos, that's what family, there are many dwelling places. It's not saying in heaven you have different buildings. Some people will have a mansion. Some people will have a bungalow. Some people will have uncommitted building because they don't pay tight. <laughs> no, that's not what he's saying. Hallelujah. Neither is he saying, oh, some people's uh, bungalow will be uncompleted. There will be no roof. Uh -uh. There will be the material flying from earth to their way. No. He says, in my father's family, there are many dwelling places. 
He now says, if it were not so, hi, 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 I like Jesus. That means it is so. Are we together? He said, if it were not so, I would not have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. Where is that place? Where I am. There you will be also. That means the place he went to prepare was not heaven, was himself. Hallelujah. That means upon his death, burial, and resurrection, he was preparing the dwelling place. <laughs> Are we together, everybody? He was preparing the right hand. So that when you sit, you sit where? Amen. Why is a position of power? Hallelujah. Where he is, that's where I am. Come on, say, where he is? That's where, That's where I am. He's in a position of power. So am I. So am I. Let me tell you something. God does not heal again. I boldly say that. No. God does not even have power to heal. He doesn't. I love when a dear pastor says, if you want healing, don't look up to God. Look up to men. <laughs> the power is here. Oh. church this afternoon the power is here that's why when Paul talks about the exceeding greatness in Ephesians 3 verse 20 he said and unto him that is able to do exceeding all that you ask he said, according to the power that worketh where are you following me where is the power hallelujah Oh, I love when a dear pastor says something. He said, the power in the believer can heal all the sick men in the world. The power in one believer ah, is exceeding. <laughs> exceeding. Hallelujah. Look, I usually tell my guys, you must be possessed with one spirit. Not two. Sickness is a spirit. You have God's spirit. You have to be possessed by one. It means where God's spirit is, sickness can come. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No. I told you, he doesn't work with our lineage. Yes, sir. Are we together? Yes, so the right hand is where Christ is. And that is exactly where I am. Look at Colossians 3.1. Let's just worship. <laughs> Colossians 3 verse 1. He says, if ye then be risen with Christ, so we are with him. Are we together? Hebrews 8 verse 1. Let me just quickly watch that. Hebrews 8 verse 1. I'm going to come to the call of my message now. Hebrews 8 verse 1. He says, now of the things which we have spoken, this is the psalm. Continue. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of where? Of the throne of majesty in the heavens. Are you following me, everybody? Are we together, everybody? I really don't want to go into that word heaven. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Because why? Jesus said, or the writer of Hebrews lets us see that when Jesus died, he went to cleanse the things in heaven. Abby? Heaven. Heaven is where God stays. Jesus went to cleanse the things in heaven. One simple question. Why did Jesus come to die for sin? Everybody will agree. Matthew 121. You give birth to a son, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people 
from their sins. John 1, 29. This is the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. So it's clear. Why Jesus came was for sin. Is that true? Question. Where was sin? In man or with God? In man. <laughs> okay? So that means, if sin was with man, permit me to just say it this way, I should have explained you know, exegetically, in a way. If sin is with man, not with God, it means where Jesus took his blood to, eh, is not to go and do ritual in heaven. It's not that Jesus died and came with his blood to God and said, Father, eh, it's not Amadwa. No, it's Nollywood that have caused those sins. Amen. No, that's not what Jesus did. That's why. Moses was expressive enough. He said the life of a thing is in his blood. So if you look at the word blood, you will see the word life. So when the Bible says Jesus gave his blood for us, the same thing that he gave his life for us. Question, where did Jesus apply his blood? Where did Jesus put his life? In heaven or with man? With man. It means Jesus did not go and cleanse the things in heaven. That's why Hebrews 1 thing says he purged our hearts. Because that was where sin was. So when you talk of heaven, you don't look at somewhere above. You look at the believer. Why? The believer is God's heaven. The believer is where God dwells. That's why Matthew 16, he says, I will build my church. <laughs> and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He said, what, what, hey, I forgot now. Verse 17, look at verse 17 for me, please. That thing is escaping me whatsoever yeah whatsoever thou shalt bound on earth is bound in heaven why heaven and earth is now one location now yeah heaven and earth one i can't go there heaven and earth one location why the believer is now god's heaven in the earth that's why jesus can boldly tell nicodemus in john 3 i am heavenly <laughs> and i am in heaven now why? He was God's heaven in his incarnation. Why? He was the only one with the Spirit. Yeah. But he's not the only one again with the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We can boldly say, you don't look up to the sky yeah. as God's heaven. No, yeah. God doesn't dwell there. Yeah. He dwells here. Yeah. Right here. Ha, ha, ha. Are you following everybody? So the right hand is where God is. Is where God dwells. Is where the spirit dwells. Amen. So why are we in the right hand? Because he has given us his spirit. Are you following me? Let's see John 3. I'm going to say something quickly. So in John 3, 5, Jesus said, Except the man be born of water, that is the spirit, John 3, 5, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Follow John. John, my God, very awesome writer. In fact, John took the book of Moses and explained it very clearly. He says, except the man be born of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Are you following everybody? He now goes down, down, down to verse 15. So let's see verse 15, John 3, 15. John 3, 15. All right. He says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have what? Come on, but have what? It's another. 
So he just talked about being born of the Spirit. He says, eternal life when you believe. Verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Don't forget we said there's one thing God has been saying over time. The promise of the spirit. Jesus says when you are born of the spirit you will enter the kingdom. Why? Because the spirit of God is God's kingdom. Right? Because that word kingdom means Basilia in the Greek, a reign, a dominion, an influence. Hallelujah. It's not a big word. Praise the Lord. That's why Paul in Romans 15, who tells us the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. He's in righteousness, <laughs> peace, and joy. We are in the Holy Ghost. We are the Holy Ghost in you. So the kingdom of God is not paradise somewhere. It's not uh, where we have died. We will now go to the kingdom. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. The kingdom is now. Are you following me? So it says, the only way to enter the kingdom is by revelation. <laughs> it's to be born of the Spirit. He now says, later on, in verse 16, is to believe in Him so you can have everlasting life. So he uses the word Spirit. He uses the word life. Why? Because they are the same thing. Because the word Spirit in Hebrew is from the word work. It means breath. Are you following me? It means breath. So if I say spirit, I'm talking of work, breath. That's the word they translate in the New Testament as the word pneuma, which means air. That means something you breathe in and out. Are we together, everybody? So that means when I say spirit, I'm talking about something you breathe in and out, something that is your life. Come on. Something that is your life. That means it's just a usage of words. Okay? That means the spirit is the life. Amen. Spirit, pneuma, something you breathe in and out, something that is your life. The life, life, it means the spirit is the life. That means if I say I have everlasting life in John's writing, is the same thing as I have the everlasting spirit in Paul's writing. Are you following me? The same word. The same thing. Hallelujah. So that means if I say, I've got the spirit of God in me. I'm saying the same thing as I have the life of God in me. (laughs) Are we together? So I've got the spirit of God in me. It's the same thing as I have the life for you. One promise over time. Come on, amen. Don't forget, I told you. One promise over time. The spirit, his life. So I have the everlasting spirit. I have everlasting life. Hallelujah. That's the, oh, you see, Jesus is so wonderful. All through the scriptures, when God wants to classify the things, he, uses, he always puts the eternal first. Hebrews 9, 14. Through the eternal spirit. Eternal life. Hallelujah. So he says in 1 John 5, 10, this is the confidence that we have in him, that whatsoever we ask of him, he heard us. Okay, earlier on before then, he says this is the record that God has given unto us. Eternal life. Are we together, everybody? Don't forget, what did God give you after his resurrection? His spirit. Come on, right? John uses the word eternal life. 
He says, this way God has given to us, eternal life. He says, and this life is found in the Son. He says, he that has the Son has that life. He that has not the Son of God has not the life. Don't forget, when you believe, you have everlasting life. That means because you have the everlasting spirit, you have everlasting life. Why? The word everlasting does not trip us. Why? Spirit, life, the same thing. But you see, the one who is our father is eternal in nature. Are you following me? Is eternal in nature. That means because we now have a relationship with one who is eternal, everything with him will be eternal. You know the word eternal? Something that cannot expire. Something that there's no expiration date on it. <laughs> that means all of our relationship with God, eternal. No expiration date. So, I have the spirit of God for how long? Eternal. Come on, come on. Are we, are we in church? We have the spirit for how long? Eternal. That's forever. Hallelujah. We have his life for how long? He even says we have eternal redemption. You know the word redemption? Eh? Apollotrosis. You have been bought with a price. Impossible to be bought back again. That means a time will not come where the devil will not be negotiating with God. Let me buy this one. Let me buy. No, 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 no. You have been bought irreversibly. Eternal redemption. He says we have eternal inheritance. Why? Because of his spirit that not dwells in us. Are we in church? Are we together, everybody? The spirit that not dwells in us. So that means we can say, we have everlasting life. It's the same thing as we now have the everlasting spirit. What is this spirit? We are coming there. Pastor said, I should talk on living by the spirit. What is this spirit? Let's see Romans 8. Let me tie it up somewhere. Romans 8. <laughs> Romans is beautiful. Let's see verse 1. Oh, glory, glory to God. Don't forget we said the proof is the spirit, right? Romans 8 verse 1. Romans 8 verse 1. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost for 30 seconds. Pray in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Ah, God will do mighty things in our midst tonight. Romans 8 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Let's leave the other part. Not so important. Verse 2. Follow. He says, For the law of the spirit of life. So you see, there's a law of the spirit of life. Where is it? In Christ Jesus. Had made me free from the law of sin and death. Go to verse 9. Look, he said, for the law, of, so verse 9, he says, 
but ye are not in the flesh. Notice he said, the law of the spirit of life is where? Is in Christ. Please, this is important. Follow. The law of the spirit of life is in Christ. He says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the where? You are where? You are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit. Are you following me? He says, the spirit is in Christ. That means we can literally substitute the word in Christ, in him, with the word in the spirit. Come on. Come on. So if I say I am in the spirit, it's the same thing as saying I'm in Christ. Let's go back again. If I say I am in Christ, (laughs) it's the same thing as saying I am in the spirit. It's not something we enter. It's not a keyboard that takes us there. Uh-uh. It's not something that takes us there. No. If you are in Christ, you are here in the spirit. We don't enter. That's where we are. Oh my God. That's why John in the book of Revelation, he says, I was in the eyes of Patmos on the Lord's day. And I was in the spirit and I turned. <laughs> ah, he said, I was in the spirit and I turned. All those visions, I think I will come there. I hope time allows me. All those visions he was having, all that Paul saw in the book of Revelation, he didn't get an out of body experience. He was like, ah, Lord, ah, yeah, out of body experience. No, 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 no. He didn't get an out of body experience. Everything they were happening, all those visions, everything. They were happening in the spirit. Where was the spirit? In him. Do you know what that means? When you are in Christ, you are in the spirit. Visions and revelations, they become easy. Ah, Easy. It's not something you pray into. (laughs) Peter was hungry in Acts 10. Hungry. He went up to pray. His eyes was open. (laughs) Why? He's in Christ. Is in the spirit. Are you following me, everybody? So that means if you say I am in Christ, is the same thing as saying I am in the spirit. Hallelujah. Let's see verse 14. Let's go to verse 14. Verse 14. Romans 8 14. Romans 8 14. Okay, for as many as I led, that word led means, it's from the Greek word ago, it means to be carried. So for as many are carried, so it's not talking about the leadings of the spirit here, no. He said for as many that have been carried by the spirit of God, they are the what? Sons of God. So how do you become God's son? Don't forget I told us, the spirit is the proof. So how do you become a son of God? Because you have been carried by the Spirit. Where did that carrying take place? From death to life. From bondage to freedom. Colossians 1, 13, 14. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. He has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Who did that carriage? The Spirit. But you see, when the Spirit carried us, he didn't leave us. He stayed in us. Are you following me? He did the carriage. Stayed in us. So, how are you a son of God? Because you have his spirit. 
Come on, amen. So you see, in Romans, Paul uses several words to refer to the Spirit. He will call it God's Spirit. He will say the Spirit of His Son. He will say the Spirit of Christ. He will say the Spirit of Adoption. Hallelujah. He will say the Spirit which is from God. Or the Spirit which is of God. Are you following me, church? Oh, Romans 8, earlier, later on, it says, for, uh, for, uh, um, If the Spirit of God be in you, Hallelujah. Oh, the Spirit of God dwells in you. So, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of adoption, the Spirit of His Son, the Spirit which is of God, the Spirit which is from God, all of those names He's referring to, He's talking about one Spirit. Are you following everybody? The question will be what is this Spirit? That's where I'm actually coming to today. 1 Corinthians 12. Oh, sorry. 1 Corinthians 6, first of all. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. 1 Corinthians 6. 6 from verse 11. That's it. He says, And so we are some of you, but ye are washed. But ye are, ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. Go to verse 17. Okay, and by the Spirit of our God. Verse 17. He says, let's read together now. One to go. Come on, let's read that again. One to go. He that is joined to the Lord is what? That one spirit that means same spirit. Are you following me? That means the spirit of God. The spirit which is from God. The spirit of his son. The spirit of Christ is our very own spirit. Are we together? Are you following me? The spirit of God is now my spirit today. First Corinthians 12, verse 13. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians 12, verse 13. For by one spirit, that same word, same spirit. So, God's spirit is not mysterious again. Is now my very own spirit. Hallelujah. Don't forget, when he came in us, he never left us. Hallelujah. So you see, you don't have your spirit and you now have God's spirit. No. Uh-uh. The spirit which is from God in you is now your spirit. You now own it now. Are you following everybody? You now, it is, your, it is no heresy. God won't come down and fight you. It is your spirit. Are we together, everybody? Your spirit. Say, my spirit. God's spirit is your spirit. So it's not that, oh, your spirit now join with God's spirit. So you are now one. No, when Bible talk about the spirit of Christ, that union between God and man in Christ, that's what he refers to the spirit of Christ. It's now my spirit today. Are we together? That is why 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1. That's what I'm coming to. Paul says, now brethren, concerning spiritual gifts. He said, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. He said, you must not be without knowledge. That's what he said. You must be aware of spiritual gifts. But if you follow your hard copy Bible, you realize that what gifts there is, it lies. 
it means now concerning spirituals. Brethren, so you see that word brethren, Adelphus. People who are born the same way. People who are born by the spirit. Are we together? So he says, now concerning spirituals. Brethren, I will not have you to be without knowledge. Paul wants to talk about the spirituals. He uses the word spirituals there. Pneumaticals. It means the things that pertain to the spirit of God indwelling the believer. That means, this is important. That means when you're looking at the things of the spirit, they don't come from outside in. It is in you. You don't desire to get. You desire to express. Are you following me? That's why in verse 4, he says there are diversities of gifts. That word diversity means many sides. He says of gifts, both, you see that word again, the same spirit. His spirit and my spirit, they are one and the same today. He says there are diversities of gifts. That word that gives is what charisma. It means something that has been feeling endowed in you. Hallelujah. Not just fully endowed. <laughs> it means something that you now have that is now at your possession. Look, this is important. Something you have that is now your possession today. Don't forget, I told you that when the New Testament uses the word power, dunamis. Hallelujah. It means something you have that is now your own today. Are we together, church? Your own today. It means something you have that has now become a faculty in you. It means something you have that you can never lose. Are you following me? He calls it charisma. You have it. It's your possession. You have it. It's now a faculty in your inside. Hallelujah. You have it. You can never lose it. Are we together? You can never lose it. Why? It's not a faculty. <laughs> that means anytime I want to use it, I can turn it on. Are you with me? I can just light up the bulb. <laughs> anytime I can turn it on. Why? It's a faculty now on my inside. Are you following everybody? That means every believer has the faculty of the spirit within and it has many departments. He talks about diversities of gifts. So those gifts, they are where? In the spirit. Verse 7, he now says, but the manifestation of the spirit. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 7. But the manifestation of the spirit has been given to every man to profit with that. That word manifestation means the complete disclosure. All of God's spirit has been given. Are you following me? That means you don't have a major. That's why the Bible says he does not give his spirit with major. He's without major. Why? All of God's spirit, he gave you the day you believed. All of God's spirit became a faculty in your inside the day you believed. All. Not some. Not a deposit. All. It's now a faculty in you. It means you now have it. You can never lose it. He now talks of, in verse 8, words of knowledge. <laughs> words of wisdom. 
descending of spirits, prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, the gifts of working of miracles, the gifts of healings, the gifts of faith. All those charisma. Come on. Are we together, everybody? All those charisma. Where are they in the spirit? Is that true? Come on. Is that true, everybody? Those gifts, those charisma, where are they in the spirit? Where is the spirit in you? Come on. That means what Paul listed in verse 8 to verse 10. As the diversities of the gifts, oh, sorry, the diversities yeah, of the gifts, as the diversities of the gifts in the spirit, they are in you. Huh. That means the believer have all of the gifts. That's what we are coming to. Why? It's a faculty now. Hallelujah. It's a faculty now. That means what's of knowledge is in me. The gifts of what's of wisdom is in me. The gifts of the sending of spirit is in me. The gifts of the workings of miracles, it's in me. The gifts of healings, tongues, interpretation, prophecy, where are they? In me. Why? It's now a faculty. That's why in Galatians 5.22, Paul talks about the fruit of the spirit. It's not fruits. It's not plural. The fruit. Are we together? The fruit, singular, of the spirit. Look at that. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. He lists about nine things there. He calls it the fruit, not fruits. Are you following everybody? That means walking in love, giving to joy, that union, long-suffering, patience, goodness, faith, is not something the believer tries to conjure. Ah, let me walk in love today. Oh. Ah, ah, let me walk in love today. No, 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 no. It's your fruit. If you have a mango tree, you will not see an apple fruit. Are you following me? That means the fruit of the spirit. All that Paul lets us in Galatians 5.22 is your normal expression. Not something you struggle to desire to do. This makes walking in the spirit easy. Ah, see, me, I, I used to verse. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Your fruit is of love. I'm just a calm person. People are rejoicing, giving the joy. Say, no, me, I'm just calm. No, 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 no. You're a man of joy. You're not giving to depression. So when you're on your home, and the, the life begins to throw you way upside down. Instead of you to sit down and begin to mourn, how do you look like that? No, 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 no. You're a man of joy. That's your nation. You are supernaturally natural. That's your nation. Is that okay? And let me give let me be giving the joy today. No, it's your normal expression. Are you following me, everybody? Why? It's a foot. It's a faculty now. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you following me, church? Yes, it's a faculty now. It's in you today. At any point in time, you can stir it up. Because it's a faculty. The believer must have that logic of the supernatural. 
I'm going to run over this. That logic of the supernatural. That you are a man of the spirit. That you are a supernatural man. Oh, I love this song that, is, that was sung. I don't work with the systems of the world. Hallelujah. You are a supernatural man. That's who you are. That's where you are. That's your normal habitat. That's how you walk. That means when you are walking in the flesh, you are going against your nation. Why? Titus 3, 5. But let's just see. We have been washed. <laughs> by the washings of regenerations. How? By the Spirit of God. That means the Spirit of God is the gene of God. The Spirit of God is the DNA of God. When you want to know a son, whether he's of the Father, you do a paternity test. Is that true? Nobody will go maternity side. Sorry if you miss. <laughs> paternity test. Is that true, everybody? Yes. How would you know a child of a father? You would do a paternity test. You would check for the DNA. Are you following me, everybody? You see, we are not orphans. That's why Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come. It's his DNA in us. Are you following me, everybody? That's the DNA in us. That means, you know, you see, all that you will see of a, of a child, you will see in the copy of their DNA. Are we together? Either from the father's side or the mother's side. All, everything, even how they talk, how they behave, the way their nose is, the way their hair is, you will see either in the father or the mother. Are we together, everybody? What does that mean? If the spirit of God is the DNA of God, all that pertains to you, you will not get it from seven laws of success. You will not get it from Napoleon Hill. Buen Chesi. No. That's not our lineage. You look at your father. If Jesus walked in the earth with full dominion of the systems of the world, that's my lineage. That's my gene. Are you following me, everybody? Yes, Are we together, everybody? Yes, when you go and do a test, oh, thank God for our earthly parents. You go and do a test here and there, and you check, SS. No, that's not your reality. Isaiah said, Whose report would you believe? Yes, Doctor's report or what God has said? I love what my prophet will say. He said, If you really check my gene now, you won't see. O positive, or AS, or SS, you will see G positive. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why? I have God's gene. Yeah. Are we together, everybody? Yeah. Oh, I'm SS. So I used to force you go. Now, you are now of age. You heard God's word. Yeah. That's not my lineage. Yeah. I have a DNA of the Spirit of God in me. Ah, John says in 1 John 3 verse 2, he says, now are we <laughs> the sons of God. So you check my genes today, you will see SS. You will see AS. You will see something else. Because of his spirit in me, we can, we can, we can twist situations to align with God's will. You don't like your SS, you can change it. <laughs> 
you don't like your ears, you can change it. See, ah, see, you see, this is our family. There's a history of asthma. There's a history of asthma. At age 70, all of us used to come down with. How? It doesn't work with us. Are we together, everybody? Jesus obviously never had asthma. <laughs> That's my lineage. Oh, in our house, it's normal. It's normal. It's, it's not my pharmacy. It's not my fault. It's just, just where it is in our family. Oh. From 30 something, we just have menopause. Eh, eh, eh? No. That's not my lineage. I am of God. Why? I have the spirit wishes of God. So you must learn to think supernaturally. Are we together, everybody? And walk in the same. Hallelujah. You think supernaturally, you walk in the same. Praise God forevermore. Why? You are a supernatural man. And you will see this all through the Old Testament writings. We will soon pray now. Come on, amen. You see it all through the Old Testament writings. All true. Hallelujah. You learn to think supernatural. That the life, this life is not struggle. It's not hustle. No. No. <laughs> no. Are you following me, everybody? You must learn to depend on the supernatural. Exodus 17 paints a story for us. Let me just run over one or two. Exodus 17 paints a story for us. Moses and Joshua, they wanted to fight the Amalekites. God had told Joshua, go. Moses said, go, fight. Moses sat somewhere. <laughs> Lifted up his hands. And as he did, the Israelites were winning. Joshua was fighting. He turned and he observed. Supernatural. He observed. Anytime Moses' hands were coming down, the children of Israel will be losing the war. Anytime his hand is up, they will be winning. Ah, Aaron and her, they just went there. Let Moses sit down well. They understood. This battle is only by supernatural will win it all. They went there and just, is it not to lift up hand? You just carry your hand that was how Israelites won the battle. Are you following everybody? Yeah. Supernatural. They wanted to fight again. The same Amalek later on in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20. Ah, the king was wise. He said, Ah, talk to God. Let us hear. God said, This battle, you won't lift up a sword. Bring the choirs. Let them stay at the front. That's how we win the battle. And in that day, they truly did not lift up a sword. Why? God said it. But it's a physical war. But it's supernatural. Jacob went to Isaac with the issue with Esau and then gave Isaac food. Ah, Isaac blessed him. Spoke words over him. Look, I tell my people, the way we go up in life is with words of Follow me with ways, with utterances from my pastors. Ways, look your life, your ministry, your career, your business, all that you can do and would ever do is in the ways of the man in this house. It will be wise for you. Oh, sir, I want to go to this scholarship. Speak words, that's wisdom. Is <laughs> that pastor? I've read this exam, I will kill it. It's a lie. Get ways. 
That's why Paul told Timothy, the words that have gone ahead of you, you will used to war a good warfare. Isaac blessed um, Jacob that day. It's, it's just words now. You can just re- repeat the same thing to his son now. It's okay. I say, Father, don't you have one more blessing? Kai. Jacob said, I have so yeah, yeah. So? He said, I have sustained him with corn and wine. And in blessing, he will be blessed. That words did not leave him home. He went to Laban's house. He worked for Leah seven years. He worked for Rachel seven years, 14 years. He looked, if, if you look at Genesis 7, the Bible lets us see that Laban was shortchanging him 10 times. That means there are times that you'll be in the world. You'll be working for people. They'll make you feel as if you're, you're not worth it. They're not managing in this company. Who would have sacked you long ago. In Genesis, the Bible lets us see something. Laban went to a diviner, a sorcerer. He just told him that the reason why you are blessed this way is not because you know strategy of business. There's somebody working for you. His name is Jacob. Is the reason why you're blessed. But Laban came, shortchanged him ten times until Jacob discovered the code. Hey, look, this is how we make advancements. The supernatural. Ah, when he wrestled with the angel, he said, look, this thing, these words are spoken over me. I must see it. What is it? That night. Oh my God. <laughs> cattle business. That's big cattle business now. One manifestation of the spirit changed his whole life. One. 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 Pay attention to me. One manifestation of the spirit. Everything changed. He saw in the dream, in the vision that God gave him. <laughs> The, the, the rams will be giving birth to what they see. He saw in that vision that those rams who were striped, who are striped in them, they were giving birth to striped rams. He came boldly. Look, I see, look, the man of the spirit is not perturbed. Mm-mm. He came to Laban and said, Look, Laban, I'm going. Laban said, ah, Why? He said, Look, you are, don't worry, I'm going. Laban said, Don't worry, I will increase. So he knew before. I will increase your wages times 100 if you want. He said, no, I don't want money. <laughs> oh, my pastor will say, this ways. <laughs> it will give you what money can buy. And it is that money cannot buy. He said, look, let me just say no. He said, I don't want money. He said, okay, what do you want? He told Laban, don't worry. From now, let's just separate the cattles. Ah, he has seen. Look, the man of the spirit is not misled. He's not confused. No. You see, when we see, it may not align to the laws of business, but you have seen it. Look, look, look. One manifestation of the Spirit. He told Laban, Pastor, let me round up two minutes or five minutes. (laughs) 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 However, I'll round up soon again. (laughs) Are you following me, everybody? He told Laban that, don't worry, let's just separate the cattles now. I will go with the striped ones. You will take the one that does not have striped. Let's continue to do business. Anyone that gets striped later, that's what we'll do. Laban said, look at this foolish man. You don't want money. You don't want anything. That's what you want. He said, okay, no problem. The Bible said they laughed at him. 
They thought it was foolish. No, he has seen by the spirit. Cry. Oh, you see, we have eyes that see you. And we have ears that hear. We have eyes that see. Ah, we have eyes that see. Oh, can I take you? We say, I have inside information. <laughs> inside information. You just know it. It's a reality on you. You have seen it. It's clear. From that day, they began to do business. You see, he had his part to play. He, he trusted what he saw. He carried those cows, cows you know, who are non-striped. And he just, he, he put the miracle before him. He put a board, put the stripe there. As they were seen, they were giving birth. That's the moral lesson. It means what you see is what you have. No matter what, you don't change your pictures. You don't change your visions. Why? Yes, supernatural man. You have seen it. That's why Jesus said, the devil will come to see, to kill and to destroy. The way you want to do it is to change those visions. No, you keep at it. In prayers, tongues for vision. As you are praying, you are maintaining that vision. You are keeping at it. And all what they saw, they produced the same. Bible say God increased him greatly. How? One manifestation of the Spirit took away 21 years of labor. He had seen it. He had known, look how we go ahead, his words. How do we know? In the next chapter, he told his, his, his wives, he said, you, he said, you know, when I came to this place, all I had was this stuff in my hands. But you see, those ways. <laughs> those ways. They never, that means those words went ahead of Jacob's 30 years and they were waiting for him there. He looked as though he was suffering. Those words were not working, but they were there. Waiting for the day he would lay out on those words. He said, All I had was that this stuff in my hand. But see, those words they went ahead of me. Look at me today. God has made me a great company. What? Those ways. Ways, oh. Ways. That's the man of the spirit. You're not perturbed. You're not scared. Are we together, everybody? You're not scared. Look at Elijah. Second Kings 4. Elijah was, was there. You know, and, and the, he, had a, he had a servant. Huh. Earlier on, he had an issue with uh, the king of Syria. Ah, look, you must be wise, oh. Don't let anybody say, look, look, no, this life does not work. It's not work. It's a lie, It works. Words. They may look like normal words. Oh, pastor will say, you are blessed. Go for this thing. You will win. It's not normal. You take it as utterances. That's where your life is. Pastor, should I go? Should I not go? He said, don't go. You see that. Go, you go. That means as you are moving at the words of your anointed, even if you look as though there's a sea there, Pastor have said, go. <laughs> you will walk on water. The water will eat with turn to highways. Why? Where's? Where's have made it a steel? Where's? It cannot do anything. Hallelujah. And you see the king of those times, they knew those strategies very well. 
Are you following everybody? The king will come and say, ah, prophet, what do we do? Should we go on this battle or should we not go? Elijah will say, no, stay here, stay here, stay here, stay here. Ah, this is military, but he's going to meet prophet. <laughs> Don't go, stay here, stay here. He said, okay, that's fine. Until they did and did and the king of Syria was tired. King of Syria said, ah, ah, what's going on? Is there a mole in my house? Is there somebody that's going to tell the king of Israel my plan? One of them knew the secret. He said, oh, king, live forever. Don't be angry, but there's no mole here. There is a seer in Israel. He said, he heard what you say in your bedroom. Ah, I told you. We have eyes that see. And ears that hear. He said, he heard all the plans that you say in your bedroom. Foolish man. He sent the whole army to meet somebody that hears the plans you say in your bedroom. They got, ah, Elijah looked at See armies everywhere. His servant was shaking. Shaking. Say, what do we do now? See this prophet. You own too much. You would have stayed in one place. Why did you say this or say that? His servant was fidgeting. Elijah said, Kai, that the Lord open your eyes to see. That they who are with us are more than they who are against us. And truly the Lord opened his eyes and he saw a host of angels. Do you know what it means? One man. A whole military force of a nation, he was not scared. Why? The man of the spirit has consistent angelic manifestations. Consistent one. Look at Peter in prison. He was not there. But the church was praying. Then praying before he looked, angel bah, into action. Ah, Peter thought he was seeing vision. Life. Paul and Silas in prison too. They began to pray. Before he looked, bah, Angelic manifestation. Are you following me, everybody? Yes. It's a supernatural man. It means you can't miss it in life. No, you can't. Are you following me, everybody? You can't miss it in life. I'm going to do Let me just uh, close. Yeah. You can't miss it in life. No. Why? You have inside information. They brought Joseph to the king. <laughs> He said, Joseph interpret. The guy had learned. He had learned. He knew. You know, even started in the prison, interpreting small, small. He will make mistakes in some. He will not make, He tell the butler and the butler a different one. When he came to, that means, you see, this thing is practice. It's practice. You keep exercising it at your workplace, in school, in church. It's practice. Seeing eyes, hearing ears. You keep practicing it. See, you, because there's a day you will need it instantly. Are you following me, everybody? That day, practice will make perfect. You will just turn the switch, and that's it. Your eyes is open. Why? You are in Christ, you are in the Spirit. Joseph, before we say, Oh, who am I? I don't know. He, he looked boldly to Pharaoh, somebody from prison. He looked at Pharaoh's body and gave him counsel. Pharaoh said, who can do this thing other than you? One manifestation of the Spirit. Everything changed. That's how God took him to royalty. One manifestation. The Bible says God gave him the answer of peace. I love that word. Answer of peace. That means it's something that surpasses human understanding. Look at Daniel. Daniel 2. Then he came. The king said, look, this thing, you have to tell me the dream. 
and tell me the interpretation. The astrologer said, this thing is not with men. It's with immortal. It's only an immortal that will know your dream and interpretation. Jesus. Daniel came. He said, oh king, live forever. Give us time. <laughs> Give us time. They went. They were praying. Hallelujah. He, what was it? Daniel 2 verse 19. Daniel saw a vision at night. He didn't say, ah, are you sure this thing is correct? Are you sure? There's no one this king now. He's now wrong. When they saw the vision, they began to rejoice. He has seen it. He knew. He knew inside information. You know what it means? So somebody said, go and pray and get my dream and come. Tell me the dream. Tell me the interpretation. He prayed. He saw it. He came. He's all king me forever. Narrated dream. Narrated interpretation. One manifestation. Are we together? Yes. One manifestation. Everything changed. Why? It's the supernatural man. Are you following me, everybody? Yes. Are we together, everybody? The supernatural man. You're not perturbed. You know what to do. How to do what to do. When to do what to do. You're not perturbed. Lastly, look at Paul. That life. Ah, oh, I love her. The Bible puts it eternal life. Superior in quality. Super abundant in quantity. A life that does not fail. They were having shipwreck. Everywhere dark. And before they went on that, that trip, Paul told them, oh, he said, I know you have studied weather. And you are good. You are, you are everything. That's okay. But I'm perceiving. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the man of the spirit, oh. He said, I'm perceiving. That means Paul's weather, everything, very good. Weather forecast. Next, if at the next one week, everything is on point. Paul said, mm -mm. the weather may say this, but I'm seeing something else. <laughs> there will be issues of he said, Shut up, who are you? You prisoner, you are still talking. No, keep it on my shirt. So okay. They entered. Before I look, shipwreck. Issues. They were throwing, throwing away things. Lots of properties and everything. Paul went somewhere. Ah, yeah. He came back. He said, I had a vision at night. And I can tell you, there will be no loss of a strand of a man's head. You see, when a man of the spirit is talking, the whole situation may not look like it. But if he has seen it, it will happen. He said, there will not be a lot. Look, he made that statement where everywhere was still dark. In no distant time, everything began to change. Even they got down from the ship. And everybody stood in that place. Nobody died. They got down. It wasn't long. He was packing woods. A scorpion came, beat him. Ah uh ah. -uh. Say, scorpion bite her. Hey, ven hey, anti venom. I told you, it's the logic of the supernatural. Hallelujah. They shall take up serpents. It shall by no means hold them. Don't that was that was a post shook it off. He shook it off. They were expecting something to happen to him. He just walked doing what he was doing. He's a man of the spirit. Not at all. That's how we live. That's how we walk. Seeing eyes. Hearing ears. That boldness. That faith. is a faculty. Anytime. Anytime we walk, we stir it up. And things will change. Things will change. It means you can change anything you want to change. You have the reality 
in prayer, you change it. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at the or visit our social media platforms.